So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Got a five-star review from Panjasarit. He said, I love this podcast. I listen to it every day. Interviews are packed with value. State of the market with Kevin Coppin and Pat Ivan. Great project. Please be careful who you ask to be the co-host. State of the market 19. Uh, yes. Okay. Panjasarit was talking about episode 19. That was with Benjamin Bressington. He he did not agree with uh, what Remax uh, had done uh, with Redfin. Said it was short-sighted. And I think that threw a couple people off. So, okay. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want. Or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Welcome, Rockstar Nation. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market Podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. All right, Rockstar Nation, welcome to State of the Market. I'm here with my co-host, Kevin Kaufman. Kevin. What is going on, brother? How are you doing? Good, buddy. Congratulations. I saw some news. I'll, I'll bring it up. And I know you didn't ask me to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. See, your podcast, uh, Next Level Agents, was recommended, was uh, nominated for the Inman, what is it? Some Inman Award, right? In, they call it the Innovator Award. Innovator. I, don't know, I don't know if it's innovative or not, but uh, I, I'll take it, right? You know, having yeah. fun with the podcast and uh, learned a lot of that from you, my man. So I, I appreciate the nod. Yeah, I'm pissed off. I don't know why I never got nominated for that. Just doesn't make any sense. I guess, you know, did you have to apply for that? No, uh, you know what? I noticed, so I've, I've been watching this whole innovator thing the last few years that they've done it and they have some sort of nomination process. To be honest, I don't know what it is. I saw that there was a Facebook post inside one of their groups where there was a bunch of people in there and, and a few friends had, uh, had recommended me because they had s specifically asked about podcasts. So I've, not, and I've never noticed them do a podcast category before. I'm not sure what's innovative about a podcast other than having great guests. Uh, <laughs> who knows? That's not innovative. That's, a, you know, shit that started with, you know, Johnny Carson. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> Howard Stern did that on radio. I mean, just, uh, but, but anyways, uh, all right. Well, listen, if you're listening out there, you got an inside scoop, nominate me, please. This, this world is not fair. Let's talk <laughs> to some news here. Let's talk news. Uh, first thing, man, first a thing is uh, about NAR. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but National Association of Realtors has an investment arm. They call it the Family of Strategic Investments. And, and they've been pumping out money uh, lately. Just made a new investment. Talk to me about that 
Kevin. Yeah. So Proppy, which is, uh, I, I guess the word, I guess the word that is used today is called PropTech. Uh, it's a real estate platform that is really the goal is to kind of digitalize and streamline transactions, which I don't wait, know wait, how wait, What's PropTech? I haven't even heard of that term. PropTech is just a term that they're using for technologies like this. I, I don't know. I didn't make it up, man. It's one of those, it's one of those new words that didn't, in, in, uh, that didn't exist Prop. a few years ago. Oh, property technology. Yeah, maybe that's what it stands for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, so Proppy uh, is this platform that it's, of course, like so many others aiming to digitalize and streamline the transaction using things like blockchain and eventually cryptocurrency, things like that, as this world just continues to change. And as money changes, uh, obviously, the way we buy and sell things will keep changing. And real estate is definitely in the middle of probably more like in the beginning, but in the middle of the beginning of seeing some major changes like this, right? Yeah, so Proppy, I guess, uses the blockchain, right, for the transaction, right, for like yeah. to just have everything go through the blockchain right away. I don't understand it, though, fully, you know, to be honest with you. I'm saying that, but it's above my pay grade. What, <laughs> what, what does that mean? Because you could send a contract via email and it goes right away, too. Yeah. You know, if I could, let me, let me read this little part from, uh, I got this from Inman News, this piece, when we were researching earlier. It says the company aims to create a, quote, Amazon-like property marketplace on the internet where properties can be bought and sold easily and securely. Of course, everyone wants that. But it, it's promising up to a 25% reduction in transaction fees for buyers that use the platform. So here's my question. NAR is invested in this. You and I are invested in NAR with our yearly dues. Mm -hmm. Do we want that? Like, are we, are we, I guess I'm saying is, I, I, I'm, you know me, I've been on record many times on this show over the last year saying like, I love technology. I love, I love the future of things. I love the way things are changing. And, and yet he, I'm going to ask the question today, do we want NAR investing in things like this that would actually go around the real estate agent yeah like what and then drastically reduce their fees mm -hmm. so you're drastically like what fees are you drastically reducing well if it's a buyer's fee transaction I mean, fees at the end of the day no matter whose fees you reduce <laughs> guess who guess where guess who's that's going to cost money to right the service providers yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I mean, I guess it's great for the consumer, right? And, and, and yeah, yeah well, so, so talk to me about this because this whole concept fuddles me a bit of like NAR, I always assume, okay, we pay dues and those dues go for to pay lobbyists to fight, you know, anti realtor um, legislation <laughs> and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, like, and they go to, you know, make the realtor, those realtor commercials you see on TV, you know, don't use an, any agent, use a realtor, right? They go to that to promote the, the benefits of a realtor versus a non-realtor, which quite frankly, I, I, you know, I've been in business, you know, over 30 years. I don't think I've ever met a agent that wasn't a realtor, but maybe I just didn't know. But, but, but I don't want to get sidetracked, but so, so what, why are they investing in, in, in companies? Like, wouldn't that be like, wouldn't that be like, um, okay, we're taking your dues and we got all these extra money with your dues and then we're going to buy some stock with it and gamble with it. And uh, if it goes up, then great. If it goes down, then 
uh, we we spent all your guys' money. Sorry. Hopefully next year we'll be better at picking uh, small company. I don't I don't get it. Like how? Yeah, man. I mean, I could go I could go off on this pat. Like, here's the deal. Like, is there is there a pension plan? I don't know of. Like, is there a fund that I signed? I, I'm sure we gave permission somehow, right? We signed away our rights. Uh, but I'm going. Okay, why why are we investing in this stuff? Uh, you know, as NAR, and then secondly, like, I got to be honest. Now, I'm not against investing. I love investing. It's it's one of my favorite things to talk about. And I don't want NAR picking winners and losers because, dude, they can't even pick a logo without screwing that up. Like, remember that debacle last year? Like, they spent a couple hundred grand on a new logo, rolled it out, and 48 hours unrolled it and said, "Okay, we're going to stick with the original logo." After they spent a few. I just don't want those people Who does in charge. That? I mean, you go to ninety nine designs for four ninety nine or something. Exactly, the best uh, logo in the world. I mean, two hundred thousand. I mean, yeah. I mean, just and and what happens? What happens if let's say Proppy, which again, you know, is a blockchain company. I mean, there's a million of them out there, but I guess they they you know they're better than the others. I don't know. I haven't investigated it, but let's say Proppy goes public and uh, we. 15x our investment. Let's say we gave, let's say NAR, which is us, dues paying members, makes invested a million dollars. They make 15 million, right? They Where get does it go? Where, yeah, who gets that? Yeah, like, do, am I going to get like five free years? Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> like, that's a fair question, isn't it? Like, do we get a, do what, what happens to the profits when we do hit a home run or even just, you know, make some money? It doesn't even have to be a home run, I guess. But, ew, man, I just. Listen, I'm all about the future. I, I, love, I love what's happening in this world in, for a lot of ways. But, man, I just I don't think I want NAR investing my, my dues and uh, taking chances with my money. I'd be okay if this was the, the leadership investing their own money at NAR. I'm not so sure about them investing my money. And they, like, uh, they've, had, they've had some bad investments. This, I found an article, an older article on Inman. It says uh, one of their investments are PR is a drain on NAR finances database once expected to be profitable, generating very little revenue. A national property database has cost NAR. And this is old. This is like five years old. It cost them 58 million at the time. You know, I, I don't know. If you look on the website, let me just read these off and tell me if you've heard of these. These are the companies that these are the companies that they have given money to Obviously, lots of money. Now, I'm not just talking, you know, a little money, right? Number one, DocuSign, right? Everyone, I mean, that good, yeah. good investment. I wish I had done that. Let me just read There's so many of them. DocuSign, FundWell, ZipLogics with an X, RPR, which is the one the article said was a loser, Updater, CentraLock, that's lockboxes, SEO Suite, WorkFace, Deductor, BombBomb, Desk time, Iumentus Social, SendHub, Reach 150, We Video, SmartZip, I heard of that one, PlanWise, Back at Your Media, X Celligent, and of course Realtor.com. So, okay, so this is the, the this is these are the 20 or so, right? Like, do you know of any of these? Have you tried any of these? What do you think about this? Yeah, you know, I have used some some of those. It's funny, I actually like RPR. I use it quite often. What is um, it? Uh, maybe I mean it's an old article, so it's quite frankly, you know, certainly they could have turned that sucker around, and I, I never even heard of it. What is it? 
You know, it's just, a, it's a, I'm going to probably butcher this, Pat, like you can do an automated CRM or uh, CMA uh, as well. It create a bunch of different reports for neighborhoods and properties, which what I like is it puts together really nice looking data sets about neighbors, uh, neighborhoods and, and really um, surrounding areas. So obviously I'm never relying on any sort of automated value for looking for what a, a home may sell for or may be worth in today's market. However, it is good to help me understand what else is going on in the area statistically. And so I love RPR for that because it's a, it's a couple clicks and there are a bunch of different reports. They look nice in case you're going to share it with somebody else, you know, so I like RPR. I use it a lot, but you know, I think so, everybody's so that, that, that's the question, right. So, so like, are they, are they, are we misquestioning their intent? Is their intent to like, hey, we're going to give money to these companies so they can make Kevin Kaufman's life as a real estate agent better because now he has RPR and DocuSign and BombBomb where before he might not have had those? Yeah, I don't think I need NAR for that. It, it, you know, I, I just don't see them as that. So I was looking too, because this got me, th I mean, man, this really got me thinking like, so NAR did make $20 million from the DocuSign I IPO. Like they cashed out $20 million. Oh, I'm um, glad you found that. Okay. And so Good job. Here, here's the deal though, man. What they proposed, th this was last year, right? So that, but they also proposed like a $30 increase. So which was a 25% jump in our annual dues. And so, hold on a second. At the same time, we just made $20 million on a winner. You're going to also now start charging me more and you're going to use this annual spending for political advocacy. Like what, what the hell does that mean? Like, so you're going to just go lobby more. Okay, great. But tell me more about that. I, I just don't, I just don't understand NAR investing dues, do paying members money. I just don't get it. I'm not comfortable with it. Something about it doesn't sit right. And obviously, it's not—it's news to you and I. So shame on me for not paying attention to this before. Yeah, uh, I didn't know they did this. I mean, it, it's public. It's not private, like inform. It's not secretive, right? So, yeah. And and um and again, I'm sure their intent is, their intent is let me make Kevin's job easier by supporting these companies. And some of them are big name companies. Some of them, a lot of them, I never heard of. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Again, leading back to this is something that would actually do away with, with a lot of people's jobs, proppy, if it were to take off and NAR is investing in that. Like, I just wonder about, like, does that, how does that line up with, with, it, with what else NAR has invested in and, and, uh, and said they stand for? So just weird. I, don't, I, don't I, know, know, I know I've had several other, you know, blockchain companies on my show. So it's certainly a competitive field, you know, with trying to make the transaction on the blockchain. There's people doing it, right? You know, Redfin is doing it with mortgage and title already. Like, so, yep. uh, you know, I guess maybe Proppy might compete with that. It's inevitable that the whole thing will be on the blockchain. It only makes sense. It's just, uh, it's just it, you know. I don't know. They might see something special in property. They also invested recent, not recently, last year, I guess, in uh, Notarize, which basically is the same idea as trying to streamline the process, which DocuSign did, streamline the process. Everything's about streamlining the process uh, so that you don't have to physically be there with a notary for a settlement. You can have a notary notarize something uh, via FaceTime, right, or Zoom. Yeah or Skype or whatever, you know what I mean? So 
that's pretty cool, right? Oh, yeah. It's not, no longer like, oh, you need to show up at the title company to sign documents, right? It's like today's busy world. You could do that sucker right on your phone and buy a house. Yeah, pretty. I mean, that's pretty cool. And, and um, again, I would love to think like you're saying, uh, maybe this is all about making our lives easier and better. There's obviously been some winners in there. And again, I just go, I just don't know about them investing my dues. Like, where's my pension plan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I mean, at the end of the day, they should be giving all realtors a pension, especially if all these hit, right? Let's say all yeah. 20 of these, man, hit, you know, 20x, right? There's some money there, Jack. Yeah, speaking of money, you all right if we move on here for a second? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I'm done. Yeah, you yeah. know, I don't understand I, enough about this to keep talking about it. I'm not sure either no, one of those do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking of money, uh, Dave Linegar in the news again, buying yeah. back about $7 million worth of Remax stock personally over the last, uh, was this, few weeks or so. Yeah. That over a couple transactions, I mean, whoa. Like we saw Ryan Schneider go personally buy up a bunch of Realogy stock, uh, but Dave Linegar has now gone and bought a bunch of stock of Remax as well, and uh, that like to the tune of seven million dollars. That that's big money. I wonder. I, I kind of wonder what that's about. Is that you know anytime a CEO does that, or I guess he's not technically the CEO anymore. He's the founder, probably the chairman of the board. But anytime I see someone like that do do that, I wonder. First thing that goes to my mind: Okay, are they just trying to show? like a vote of confidence to the marketplace or do they go, you know what, here's a chance where I can take back a piece of my company at a, at a good price. And then I believe in the future, whether that's three, five, 10, 10 years from now, like that's going to pay off for me as an actual investment. Cause I took back some of my company at an optimal price. Who, what that is, I don't know. Well, well, I think, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that if, if you, you know, Lineker started this thing a long time ago. So yeah, you know, if you've had the stock for that long and you, and you see it drop and it's dropped, I mean, it was, I think a, the 52 week high is 57 bucks and it's dropped down to 32 bucks or something like that roughly. And so it's, it, I mean, it's plummeted, let's say, let's see, uh, let me get this straight. Yeah. 52, 56, 77 is the high this year, last 12 months and 2784 is the low. So I would call that a plummet. Remax stock has plummeted in the last 12 months and he's like, Hey, I'm going in and, and you know, it does draw attention because you and I are giving it attention, right? I mean, so, so it draws all attention to it. And there's other people say, well, maybe I should follow Remax stock and maybe I should buy it. And the, the, but at the same time, of course, right. He's going to do this, right? Because of course he's going to have belief because shit, he had belief when it was, when he was writing a business plan on a napkin, of course yeah. he's going to have belief now. Absolutely. There's literally 100,000 people working there. So, so if anybody has belief, Dave Lineker has belief. You know, whether the reasons behind the plummet of Remax stock are legit or not is hard to tell. It is a good possibility that people just are not, you know, into real estate stocks right now. You know what I mean? Like they're seeing it as, hey, we're, we're in the ninth inning. I don't think investing in a real estate company stock is a good thing. I mean, even even the EXP is down, right? Yeah, well, they've been back up the last couple, uh, last week or two. But yeah, no, they've taken a hit. We've we've seen, I, and I, you know, I think you're right, Pat. Around this kind of feel for on the, I'll call it the brokerage side of real estate, where 
Wall Street, if you will, is a little down on them. And obviously, Mr. Linegar believes in his company. Why wouldn't he? As you mentioned, he started it. He's the guy that wrote the business plan on the napkin to begin with. So, so he should. This is a vote of confidence. Um, but you know, all the stuff that we've seen now, when it comes to brokerages stocks in the last few months, it's typically not not good news. And uh, with maybe the exception of Redfin, but they're they're not your typical brokers, even though they do have some traditional brokerage aspects. Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. It's it's really interesting. Uh, I like it personally. You know, again, I, I know I said I always wonder what this means, but I, I got to believe that this means Mr. Linegar believes in his company as well. He should, but will the street? believe in it and will will that pay him a dividend and a return for it over over the you know the next few years only time tells i guess well every, um, everything's kind of down too i just looked up e- exp is down you know was as high as 19 it's been as low as six now it's at like 10 so that would you know plummet proportionately to remax redfin I don't know where you're getting your information from but redfin uh 52 week high on redfin 2601 trading uh trading now at they're looking like 18 bucks um, yeah 17 18, 18 bucks today and and their low this year was 1350 so they dropped in half at one point you know everything's everything's all these real estate company public stocks as far as i can tell are are getting crushed you know so it's not just Remax, but and then and I guess at the end of the day, if you're an investor, you got to decide that you know if I'm going to roll the dice on on it on a a sector, right? Am I going to roll the dice on a sector called real estate brokerages? To, you you know which, quite frankly, most real estate brokers are struggling to profit. The profit sucks nowadays. So you know, if unless you're getting technology, unless you got new technology, you got mortgage, you got title. You got all that stuff uh, bringing in uh, revenue streams, and you're massively growing. Maybe I shouldn't roll the dice. Maybe I'll put it in an, in another field. Maybe I'll put it in cannabis, or maybe I'll put it in yeah. you know technology, or put it in value stocks, and just buy Walmart. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, that those are the choices that the, the people buying stocks have. Yeah, no, no doubt. Like it's a volatile time, no matter what industry. That's for sure. You know, I look at like, I look at Realogy, you know, here they are still turning a pretty big profit. Uh, of course, they struggle with a lot of debt, which is what I think has got investors down on them. But they've got a lot of product lines too. It's not just the real estate brokerage. I, I think it has to do just, it's the flavor of the overall market. And like you said, Pat, um, maybe it's just like the whole sector is is kind of taking a beating. Um, the companies that aren't are, you know, they're they're outside of real estate. But the truth is, what hasn't been volatile this year? Like, like darn near ever, everything has. You look at the S&P, uh, it's been up, it's been down, sometimes just based on damn news cycles. So who knows? It'll be interesting. I, I think, here's the deal. If I'm, a, if I'm an agent with Remax and I see that Mr. Linegar has done this, like, I, I got to go, okay, that, that's, a good, that's a good move. I like that. That makes me feel better uh, if I pay attention to the, to the news at all or the financial markets. But here's the truth, man. Uh, you and I have talked, you, got, you and I have talked about this multiple times off air. Uh, the reality is as a real estate professional, whether you work for one of these big publicly traded companies or you work for a private company, it doesn't really matter. You know, it doesn't impact your ability to go out and buy, help people buy and sell real estate. It doesn't impact your job. 
It doesn't, uh, you don't, th- I never think about the stock price on my People way. Don't, don't think about it. They don't think about it. I mean, I'm looking at Reology now, right? 52-week high, 26 bucks. It's like seven, and seven bucks. I mean, they're 52-week high, 25.08, right? Uh, now, 52-week 50, uh, low, $6.61. I mean, you're talking 70% drop. But you're right. Like, I, I was telling you a story before. I, you know, I got a, I got I got friends in every freaking real estate franchise in the world. And um, my buddy had, had recently lost an agent to EXP, your company. And um, he was like, what the fuck? I don't understand this bullshit. Look at that. Why would anybody? They, they, they said they were getting stock options. Look at their stock. It's plummeted, you know, 80% or something or whatever it was, 50% just like everybody else's. And I said to him, I said, uh, how's, how's Remax's stock? And he looked at it and said, oh, damn, I don't even, I didn't pay attention to that. And, and uh, I was like, well, there you go, Isaac. And uh, it, my point behind this is that, you know, everybody's down. But also my point is that agents do not pay attention to this. You know, they don't. They would care. If, if you went to most REMAX brokers in the, in the country and been like, hey, man, sorry about your stock, they'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, they would say, I don't care. I don't own any. So... Yeah. I mean, you know, the truth is that the agents don't. I think sometimes you have agents at EXP who do because there's, there's options for us to get them for doing certain things. But at the, at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm talking to a buyer or a seller, or I'm talking to another agent about joining my team. Like it just doesn't come up, man. And it, like, not only does it not come up in conversation, it never approaches my mind or the thought of, hey, I should really address this. You know, I had somebody when EXP stock had hit a low, Earlier this year, I had a friend of mine at, a, at another company who sends me a message. He said, hey, did, you know, did, did leadership there at your company address the, the giant, you know, the big dip in, in, uh, in the share price? And I said, no. This was a real estate event that I was at. Why, why would they do that? He said, well, because, you know, these are publicly traded. Why, why shouldn't they? And I said, because this was a real estate event. We were talking about helping people buy and sell real estate. They, we were not talking about they the, prob- the They probably did somewhere, maybe, or maybe not. I mean... But, but, you know, that's the thing. Like, um, I, I guess here's the thing, right? Nobody is going to – it's going to be difficult, more difficult to have these stock prices go back up until, like, a real estate company comes out and is big. this is how we are going to make more money as a brokerage. Yeah. So many of these companies are focused on how we can give back to the agent and make the agent more money none of them are being, and greed is a bad word, but none of them are being greedy enough to be like, dude, we need to make money ourselves. We're getting crushed, right? And our stock price is being crushed. And unless you got some technology, you got some other way to make, to make more profit as a brokerage, then you're going to continue to see this probably. I don't know. Maybe they should just follow NAR suit and invest in the companies NAR is. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah, right. I mean, really, if you think about it, uh, but most you know, companies it, are private, so it's crazy. It's crazy times, man. Um, I think you know that when you, I hadn't thought about this way, but when you just said that, Pat, what it made me think about is you know p- the way you grow in a shift or in a down market is by being able to maintain your business, uh, and so you grow market share. And I can't help but wonder if the brokerages are kind of at that point of like, hey, we've got to protect and maintain, so that way as the 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 market cap shrinks for everyone else. We actually end up with a greater percentage of it, and on the next run up, you know, we have we're positioned to to go out and really explode. 
Well, that's kind of what happened with Compass, right? I mean, like last year they were paying three and a half times company dollar to agents, right? Where like, you know, if, you, if you're on an 80-20 split and you were 20% of your split was going to Century 21, um, they would give you three and a half years of that of your yearly split or whatever, right? So up front, they were buying these agents and and then they pulled back, right? They're like, nah, we're not going to do that anymore. It's time to conserve the war chest, you know what I mean? And, and, and have some money in, in the bank. So yeah, you can... You can grow your uh, agent by agent, but at the same time, it costs money to do that. So yep. it's a double-edged sword. So anyways, all right, so let's move on. What else we got? What, what, what else we want to cover today? Man, I feel like that was about it in this. Oh, you know what? No, the, the, you and I were talking. This, this, this caught my eye, and I've seen it now two, three times in the last month. Not the specific one, but this one was called Deal Machine, which is it's essentially the Uberization of bird dogs, right? So you've got you've got people out in this gig economy, if you will. Maybe they're Uber drivers. Maybe they're the uh, the Amazon drivers or the Lyft drivers, where they can kind of schedule themselves. Um, and they're out driving around neighborhoods. And you know, let's face it, we, we, the trained eye can see an opportunity in a neighborhood for, you know, where a home could, could potentially be a great investment deal, or or even just a listing for a realtor. And so there's now these services. Deal Machine is the one that that hopped off the page at me where for a small monthly fee, I want to say Deal Machine's 49 bucks a month, you can pay this company and they've got drivers all around a couple of these cities that they operate in who are like dropping pins and uh, exposing you as the investor to potential deals in a neighborhood. I, I think the way it works is um, basically like, like it's basically supplying you with the owner of a property's name, address, email, cell phone, whatever, really fast and really easy in an app so that like, like that's, I mean, that's for, for decades, we've been able to find that, right? Kevin Kaufman drives by a shitty house with, with overgrown weeds and you're like, Ooh, right. This person may want to sell. Let me call them. Well, then I got to pull up that, pull up the address in the tax records. It probably has a person's name. Then I got to plug the person's name into some other service that's going to give me, you know, some information about him. Maybe it's free. Maybe it's bait and switch. And then they try to sell me his personal information for nine ninety nine or whatever. Then I get that. And then I call him. Right. There's a lot of steps to this process. Where here, basically, you you put the information in, you put the address in, and it gives you the person's name, email address, whatever. And then you could just instantly send them a text and be like. Hey man, I'm I'm outside of your house. The grass hadn't been cut in a while. I'm looking to buy a property in the neighborhood. Would you be interested in selling this? And then you could click another button, and they, and this company will uh, start them on a, a postcard campaign or a letter campaign or whatever you have it set up with. So it's a cheap, easy way to streamline the process. And I think what you're going back and saying is, it, which is was interesting. And I read that article too. It's a, what's happening is Uber and Lyft drivers are actually developing relationships with flippers and agents where they will uh, drive past a house with with whether it has overgrown weeds whether it has like a parked car in front of it with no tires that doesn't have a license plate whether it has signs in the windows saying foreclosure whether whatever whatever any indication that it's not being lived in currently or the person it may be in distress 
and they're snapping a photo of it and snapping a photo of the address and sending it to the agent and investor and the investor is Venmoing them 50 bucks. So it's like, you know, there's there, if you listen to Bigger Pockets or, or any of these investment shows, one of the strategies is called driving for dollars, where as an investor, you just drive around and look for these things and then you put up a note, right? You yep. can even pay this Uber driver or Lyft driver to actually, you, you know, put up a note for you that just says, hey, my name's Kevin and I drove past your house. Call me. Here's my number. And for an extra fee, they'll they'll tack that to the door of the person. So, and the Uber driver's driving through the neighborhood anyways, you know? And so then you as the investor agent could then go to, what was the name of this company again that we're talking like, about? Like Deal Machine? Deal Machine. You go to Deal Machine and type in the person's information. Deal Machine gives you their cell number. You call them and be like, hey, you know, my, my guy is out in front of your house now. Your guy happens to be an Uber driver. My guy's out in front of your house now. I see that it, it looks like, you know, you've lost interest or whatever. And I, and I, it, would you be interested in selling? And I can vouch yeah. personally that, that these houses exist. I live in an area where there's a lot of beach homes that have been traded down generation to generation. And you could tell that the, that the family's in like Vermont and they only come to the house once a year, if ever, and they let the grass grow and the, the weeds are all over the place. And I'm like, you know, why is no one ever in this house? And you, and you look it up and the taxes are paid, right? But the, and the house is paid off and it's just like a family sort of deal that nobody uses. There's a lot, there's probably 50 of these things on my Island. And, um, and, and so I could see how that would be a great person if I was, interested in flipping on the island or selling on the island to to start banging away at matter of fact i know one of my neighbors that's what he does he flips he builds houses rents them out airbnb and then he just goes after all these houses that are owned by older people or or families yeah i mean again it's just a uh it's a new it's it's just a modern way of doing things the way they've been done right it's 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 uberizing and modernizing if you will bird dogging and looking for deals and making sure you know it's no different like if you think about it like as a real what has me thinking is why am i not in touch with every uber driver or person i know that drives around for a living saying listen take a picture of any house that you see uh because i'm i may get i'm gonna go that looks like this because it's a for me it's just say i don't let's just say I don't want to invest. I do personally, but let's just say I didn't want to. It's a potential listing. Why am I not looking for that? You know, this is the, this really has my, right now this has my real estate agent brain thinking and going right now going like, we should be looking at how we use this as realtors. And, and in fact, I can tell you right now, I'm going to go execute on that later, later today. And there you go. So, and NAR should invest in this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's a good one uh that joke's probably not going to get old for a while <laughs> all right cool man well that's great buddy well um always great catching up with you look forward to uh, catching up with you again next week and um and uh good luck selling this week right on man you too rockstar nation have a good one and uh we will see you soon See you soon, guys, and feel free to reach out to us on Next Level Agents or on YouTube, uh, Real Estate Rockstar Radio, and leave your comments. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market Podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. 
All right, thank you for listening to State of the Market, a creation of real estate rock stars. Hey, everybody, if you want to comment on what you just heard, the best place to comment, for whatever reason, culturally, it appears the best place to comment is YouTube. Yeah, just go to YouTube and type in Real Estate Rockstars Radio, and you could comment right there. No holds barred. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.